Welcome to the Voice of Truth Radio Show. I'm your host, State Senator Mike Azinger, accompanied by my co-host, Pastor Brian Leversey. You're listening to the only show in America where you will experience the fusion of church and state. So right here on the Voice of Truth Radio Show, we'll be engaging in vigorous, robust discussion on culture, history, current events, all from a biblical perspective. Tune us in, folks, every Thursday at 5, Saturdays at 3 o'clock, or podcast at Voice of Truth with Mike Azinger. All right, folks, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it very much. And, Pastor, how you doing? I am doing good. Hey, it feels like fall out there a little bit in the morning. It's getting anyway. there. It's, like, it's almost like September 1, I, uh, I noticed this the last few years, the older I get, September 1, uh, there's like a, a uh, tangible a tangible change in the air. Yeah, it smells like pumpkin spice everywhere. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> I think it is. But the the the, uh, the temperature drops. The yep. skies start to get a little grayish purple. Yeah, and it's like it's almost like it. God knows the. Uh, uh, it's it's almost like God has a calendar himself. Uh, maybe he does. September one. Boom. <laughs> Boom. The equinox. Uh, the first day of fall is not on the same day of the years like winter. So it's the equinox. So hmm. it could be like the twentieth. 21st, whatever, a certain shift in the earth. (laughs) My goodness, I didn't know you were so... Well, see, I'm on a race. I think that I bring (laughs) something... I bring this science... (laughs) <laughs> dynamic to the show and i uh, so anyway I, I, meteorological I, pinings yeah, of well, senator you know, I just, I, i'm trying to be humble here <laughs> all right so we got a bunch going on we're going to talk about uh, we got a great little story that we're going to talk about in the first segment here a man man raised by three gay parents hmm. uh there is there's there's um uh, there are no uh standards that are set when you leave God's uh, paradigm for for whatever marriage. So we we decided that uh, uh, marriage between a man and a woman, God's design, is not adequate for us. So we'll just do whatever. When you do that, there there is no limit. So this man, uh, just a great story, how he came to Christ. Uh, so we're going to do that in this segment. Um, we're going to hit a couple of things on critical race theory, what it's doing to the culture. And then, um, so we'll just do um, uh, segment two. Thousands of teachers who say they're willing to violate the law to keep pushing critical race theory. Thousands wow. of them. They're saying, uh, what's that tell you? They're, they are saying, we're going to break the law. How's that for our lesson to the kids? Parents, here's another one. Um, nope, that's not the one. So the third segment is a great article, and this is how Christians have to learn to think. You know, we get away from the Bible in a culture, then we lose we lose our appetite for uh, for principle, hmm. right? We when you when you read the Bible, you understand principle yep. because that's how God operates. You get away from the Bible, you become a culture that uh, that sets everything uh, in everything in our 
own mind, yeah. how that how that verse goes. Uh, everyone did that, which was right in their own eyes. So the U.S. Constitution doesn't permit forced COVID-19 vaccinations. We got to start talking about principle. Why mm-hmm. we have a right to refuse if we want to the the vaccine or the mask or whatever because of constitutional principles. Right. We have a right to liberty. That is the default button. Mm-hmm. Liberty. All right. So we'll do that, and then of course our fourth segment on uh, we're uh, go- dip back into our book, The Art of Manliness. My boy came home from W over the weekend. And he was reading this thing just nonstop. Dad, let me read it. And he just was fascinated by it. And I think there's that, of course, that innate uh, desire for every boy to want to understand manhood. Yeah. You know? He's probably looking for uh, a girlfriend or a wife or something, too, and he wants to make sure he's got got the napkin in the lap and, you know, all this stuff. (laughs) Yeah, that could be. I'll check. Let me check a little. All right, so the National Archives, a buddy of mine in the House of Delegates, Pat McGeehan, Who's a uh, uh, he is a uh, graduate of the Air Force Academy, Afghanistan war veteran. He's a great guy. We, we uh, sat together right next our seats were right next to each other for two sessions in the house, hmm. and uh, we've just stayed buddies since then. <clears throat> it's not like we we don't eat together or do it. We just we but we 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 shoot stuff back at each other mm-hmm. back and forth. That you know uh, we have a. Um, uh, we're we're uh, polar opposites theologically. You know, hmm. he's a hardcore Catholic, so we we banter back and forth on that. But um, in terms of our uh, philosophy of, of loving America and the, and the uh, Constitution and so on, he's uh, he's excellent on that. A great patriot. National Archives places harmful uh, quote unquote harmful language alert on page hosting the U.S. Constitution. Wow. National Archives. So if you want to go to the National Archives, I don't know if you've ever been there in D.C., uh, that's where they, they keep the Constitution, mm-hmm. the Declaration of Independence under glass, and and um, I'm sure they have thousands and thousands of other things that they keep there in the in the archive. But here you go, folks. This uh, critical race theory is everywhere. It's just It just it destroys everything it touches. Yeah. And um, the webpage of the U.S. National Archives that hosts the nation's own constitution has a quote-unquote harmful language alert for readers at the top of the page of the U.S. Constitution. The alert now appears on many pages on the archives.org uh, website and links to a page entitled NARA's Statement on P- Potential Harmful content which is the national archives uh, statement um so they define it and they have a list of your typical uh your typical marxist stuff um in terms of how how they define what's offensive the constitution somebody needs to be fired and put in jail for putting (laughs) for putting Harmful, potentially harmful content yeah. on the same page as the Constitution. Well, it's part of the plan. Um, and you see this throughout really everywhere in culture, especially social media. What I, what I call it is I call it soft censorship. And, and really, it's just a precursor to what they want to do, which is to eliminate any kind of language, any kind of vocabulary that they don't agree with or that doesn't fit their agenda. We've seen this even 
uh, come to a head in the in the United States Senate and the the um, House, where you have leadership that wants to ban certain words like grandma, grandpa, make it gender mm-hmm. uh, gender in specific. Um, so so really, I call it soft censorship because you go on on social media if somebody writes something about COVID or if somebody writes something about some controversial issue, boom, right away, alert, alert, alert. Yep. This could be false information. Yep. Here's the real information. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to condition a society to think like they want them to think. Well, that's not going to happen. We have brains. Uh, as believers, we have the Word of God. We have the Holy Spirit of God in us. We don't need somebody telling us how to think. We are renewed in our minds by the Spirit, by the Word of God. And and this is nothing but right now a soft censorship that I think, if we're not careful, will turn into a full-blown censorship at some point. Well, that's actually uh, obviously where it's going. But when you go after the Constitution, yeah. that's a bold move. <laughs> that is really brash. And uh, the fact that, and this shows you what critical race theory is, uh, it's Marxist. If it hates the Constitution, mm-hmm. you know it's dangerous. Yeah. And you can uh, you can tell a lot about something or somebody uh, by who their enemies right. are. So the enemies of race theory, of critical theory, is the Constitution. Mm-hmm. And the Constitution, of course, was uh, was created in a uh, in a culture and a generation that loved God that came out mm-hmm. of the Great Awakening. This was a this was a, a generation dipped in uh, a Bible preaching and teaching for hundreds of years, but especially so because it came after this great wild revival of Whit- Whitfield and Wesley that, that swept through the colonies yeah. and gave birth to the American Revolution. And that's where the Constitution came from. And the Bill of Rights, you know, many Baptist preachers were very instrumental in the Bill of Rights, influencing James Madison. Hey, let's we need a Bill of Rights on this Constitution. And the Bill of Rights were the first ten amendments to the Constitution. And now you have critical race theory folks going after the Constitution on the National Archives website. Harmful language alert um, pertaining to the U.S. Constitution, and uh, almost as bad, the NFL commits to woke messaging for 2021. <laughs> That's <laughs> the our bastion, The bastion of truth and and great literature for all time, <laughs> yes, the exactly. NFL. So I haven't watched the NFL since Chuck Knoll left the Pittsburgh Steelers <laughs> along with Terry Bradshaw and Franco Harris. Uh, I've never been able to recover since that, that uh, uh, dynasty left. In my mind, Terry Bradshaw towers above Tom Brady. Wow, that that's a that's a bold statement. It's also not true. But I don't I don't care. It's purely emotional. Look, I love Terry Bradshaw. He and Lynn Swan will uh, forever. If they ever need a place to sleep, they can come hey, to my house. We, we don't need supermodels playing football anyway. You know, I mean, who does this guy think he is? This Tom Brady, forty years yeah, old, retire guy. already. He's got too much come going on. for him. Give me a break. <laughs> but he is a phenomenal. I mean, he's oh just, my goodness, he, he just is unbelievable. Just, yeah. So you got to give him credit. Yeah. But anyway, so here we go. The NFL is is um, NFL players can wear social justice messages on their helmets again this season, and quote unquote, it takes all of us. And, quote-unquote, end racism will be stenciled in end zones for the second straight year as part of the league's Inspire Change platform. That's the AP store uh, reporting. The league will also bring back the 
Say Their Stories initiative, and for the first time, each team will highlight its social justice work during a regular season home game in Week 17 and 18. And uh, so one more thing. This includes um, a renewed commitment to play the song Let Every Voice Lift Every <laughs> <laughs> These these leftists think they they you know you know when they're writing stuff because it it's always just sounds absurd and stupid and uh, uh, effeminate. Lift every voice and sing. That's going to be alongside the national anthem in these games. Lift every voice and sing. Um, well, it's a it's a wokeness hymn. It's a wokeness hymn. It's a black national anthem, which means not uh, not for black people, but for leftists, hard leftists. Black people, mm-hmm. and uh, there there were um, um, uh, so we're gonna have the kneelers again. I'm not watching. Yeah, you know, every once in a while I'd watch a pro game. I like college football, like most people. Uh, college football doesn't seem to be going woke. They're going insane with crowds. Yeah, insane. People yeah. are back, and yeah. they're not they're not fooling around. They're not bringing their masks. They're not. I, I think there's gonna be a huge dissension in the NFL I think you're going to see the fan base shift back to college football I, do, I, do I think if they open up any opportunity at all to compensate uh, college football players you're going to see a huge dynamic shift in in the economy of football all the way around because I don't think people want to give their money to the NFL anymore well I've I, I got great concern about these these college football players earning absolutely more than coaches. oh it's that, not healthy. it's a serious problem but but it seems like that's where they're trying to head with it well it's already and, and there. i think what they're going to do with it is if they do move it that direction they're going to try because this is happening through corporations now it's left just government and now it's seeped into corporations where they're pushing all of this radical uh, social justice uh, stuff that's yeah. um, where they're conditioning people workers their minds they're yeah. having them go through these tests to evaluate their own privilege and all this kind of nonsense and I think that they're going to try to infiltrate the the area of the arena of college football uh, which by the way uh, by and large especially when you get into the south uh, a lot of these coaches uh, you know, proclaim their faith, lead their football programs, you know, in, in a sense, connected to their faith. You see college football teams, groups of them praying before mm-hmm. games. You see them, you know, standing for the national anthem. And and when they get their hooks in it with the money, I think they're going to try to push these agendas of, of the same social justice uh, stuff in that mm, arena of that's interesting well. that's an interesting dynamic so these these woke corporations start paying these playing these players and they can tell them what to yeah. do then yeah well and huh? when you're making a lot of money and you you're going to get the rug pulled out of you yeah. from under you when you're and, not doing what they want you and, to and these millennial uh these millennial marxists are infiltrating corporations you oh know, that's who's doing do this. what we want you to do or you're going to lose your job when has that ever happened before yeah and you who know, take is this, doing that take this test not on your aptitude for doing your job take this test on your own social privilege evaluate your whiteness or you're going to get fired when has that ever happened before it's, i mean people need to wake up it, and see what's happening yeah. in their job in their corporations and, and, and there it, needs to be a little bit of pushback on this stuff uh, they're def- definitely needs to be pushed back in a, in a hard way. We've got to, uh, we've got to get serious about, about pushback in a serious way. Uh, because, uh, you know, these kids coming out of these universities mm. and we're going to talk about this in, in, a, in a, another segment, but, uh, where these, these teachers who are, they're learning a race theory in college, in these mm. universities, they're, they are being, uh, brainwashed 
by Marxist ideology. They're bringing it into the classroom. They're bringing it into the military. They're bringing it into the corporate uh, boardroom. Mm-hmm. And it's, it is, it is, uh, it's the, it's the thing. It's the new thing. This this generation coming up, and there's going to have to be uh, some some patriotic Ameri- patriotic Americans who are real mm-hmm. serious. Want to make start making some sacrifices. The NFL's revenues in 2020 were down 25 percent from 2019. Wow, they're like Pharaoh. We were talking about this off off air. Uh, look, we're, our revenues were down 25 percent, so we're just going to go woke even more. Yeah. Hardcore woke. I wouldn't be surprised. This is probably way far afield to say, but I wouldn't be surprised if if they keep this agenda, if somehow they are not bailed out or, you know, if they start getting into financial hardship, if they're not subsidized in some way by the government. Yeah. Well, you know, money, of course, is is everything as long as everyone's getting paid. But but if you have stadiums that are half full, a fourth full, people just quit going, it's going to lose its enamor. and it's lure. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, I, I think. I think that uh, the NFL is headed uh, like a freight train towards ruin. I, I don't see any other way. It just keeps. It just keeps destroying itself. You know. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, this. This it, it, even before. Even before the 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 woke stuff infesting everything. You know the with the helmet concussions and mm-hmm. and uh you know it's just uh, the look it's football you get concussions in pro football these are the best the baddest the strongest men in the world mm-hmm. on a football field you're gonna somebody's gonna get a concussion you know that going in <laughs> okay <laughs> so let's not whine about it it's like you, you go hunting with a, a a bad hunter you know you're gonna get shot at some uh, point it's just part there, of the there you go all right so here we go there, here's a segue you didn't think i could do but i'm about to do it raised by three gay parents man vowed to never become a christian but his quest to disprove the Bible changed everything. This mm-hmm. is a great story. Has nothing to do with wokeness. This is, uh, this is Jesus Christ can work in any situation. Amen. He doesn't care what's going That's on. Right. He's lo- the Lord of the harvest. Mm-hmm. There is nothing he's not Lord of. So, uh, praise God for that. Caleb Kaltenbach, lead pastor of Discovery Church, Simi Valley, California. Did you live near there? I did. Oh, yeah. I know this church actually. Do you? I do. Oh yep. man. So he talks on the. Uh, so he's on a podcast here. Oh, uh, let's see here. What's the date today? No, this the is two thousand. Okay, so he was on the podcast. In uh, 2017, he said September 12. I thought that hasn't passed yet. 2017, author Caleb Kaltenbach. Um, see these things that print out. They print out over the story. Uh, so anyway, so we'll skip the first two paragraphs. And uh, so he was raised by three gay parents in an activist environment before his conversion. My parents divorced when I was two. And they both went into same-sex relationships. How about that? Hmm. How about that for destroying your whole world when you're a child? Hmm. He was two years old. Of course, he, he didn't understand then at two. But his parents divorced. That's That, that destroys a, a childhood. Yeah. And then they, they both go into same-sex relationships. Hmm. How wild is that? The, so that journey led... Colton Bach and his family into years of pro-LGBT activism, where he often encountered hate and anger from some who called themselves Christians. There's a little note for us. We mm-hmm. need to act like Christ, That's right. even when we're confronting those that uh, 
with whom we have strong disagreements. So that the, the Christians, uh, so-called, uh, their hate and anger toward him left an indelible mark sure. on him and his, his parents both. People who left him feeling in his early years as though he'd never want to be part of the faith. I learned real quick from things that I saw on pride parades, the way how I saw Christians treat people, the way how I saw families ignore their young sons dying of AIDS in the 80s. Wow. Wow. I saw real quick that Christians hated gay people. And I thought to myself, man, I never want to be a Christian. If Christians are this bad, I can't imagine how awful Jesus must be if he's their leader. But something unexpected happened during his teen years. Colton Bach joined a Bible study when he was 16 in an effort to try and uh, disprove Christianity. Lee Strobel comes yep, to mind. That's right. Despite his best efforts, Calden Bach shockingly, shockingly, found himself captivated captivated by Scripture. Scripture will captivate it you. It will. Every single person. There's power in the gospel itself. Yes. Even the old. Okay, so I, I was reading the Old Testament, and uh, I forget what story I was in. Uh, so it's just like it's it's God's word. So it will it will captivate you. It will. Mm-hmm. No matter where you are now. Now, there's parts where you have to t- trudge through, you know, Leviticus yep. and stuff, some of that. But even that can be fascinating. Can. All right? So God speaks in all in all his words. So anyway, Carlton Bach shockingly found himself captivated by Scripture, and everything changed. I became a Christian, changed my view on sexuality to what I hold today, that God designed sexual intimacy and affection to be expressed in a marriage hmm. between a man and a woman. So the story has a... Great, great ending. He becomes a pastor. Wow. His parents later come to Jesus Christ Isn't that also. Amazing. Isn't is that amazing? So uh, what what God can do is is just and what He can do in spite of Christians, even yeah, in spite yeah. of in spite of some uh, how some of us mm-hmm. treat folks the way Jesus would not. So and that doesn't mean to compromise our beliefs. No, it doesn't mean to doesn't accept mean to their condone. theology. But you but, can love in truth. The Bible says that we're to give the truth in love, and we should never displace one of those important attributes of God just because we are grabbing onto his holiness or his justice. I'm glad he didn't displace his love because he was holy and just toward us. He didn't displace his love. No. Uh, even while we were yet sinners, he died for us to show his love to us. Amen to that. All right, you're listening to the Voice of Truth Radio Show. Got a great segment coming up. Don't go away. Welcome back to the Voice of Truth radio show. I'm your host, State Senator Mike Asinger, with Pastor Brian Leversey, right here in the studio, the only show in America where you will experience the fusion of church and state. By the way, we podcast at Voice of Truth with Mike Asinger. We're on Thursdays at 5, Saturdays at 3 p.m. Segment 2 here uh, for... For this Thursday or Saturday, whatever day you're listening, parents sue California over mandated chance to Aztec gods. <laughs> Have you ever chanted to an Aztec god? Not, not forcibly. In ethnic studies class, so these <laughs> these these schools who hate prayer, who hate the Bible, you know. But if you want to chant to an Aztec god, go for it. You can do that. 
It's California. It's an elective, apparently. I thought you cleaned these things Chanting up. Chanting to Aztec Gods 101. Yeah, I might. I might eh, okay, I'll do it. So you were in California. Why didn't you fix this when you were out there? You know, there were just some things. Yeah, just, I did. They're, they're just so bizarre. I didn't even know about it. It was on your time. list when you left and came to West Virginia. Yep. And unfortunately, uh, I was all ramped up to do it, and there are no Aztec God worshiping going on in West Virginia. So no, I, well, we I, don't mess I, with I, that I, stuff you know. here. <laughs> no, no. None of that stuff here. All right, here are the thousands of teachers who say they're willing to violate law to keep pushing critical race theory. Mm -hmm. This is a great little story here uh, because it shows you the heart of a lot of the public education system, folks. And teachers, don't get mad at us because we don't believe that all of our teachers are woke. We have a lot of Christian uh, ladies and gentlemen, but... uh, but the ones I know are ladies who are Christians in the public school who I thank God for. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking of two specifically in my mind, and there's many, many more. But there are a lot of uh, there are a lot of leftists, not just left Marxist teachers in the school. How do I know that? Well, this story is one uh, one way from Daily Wire, which is. Uh, Ben Shapiro's group. Uh, ben Shapiro. Here are the thousands of teachers who say they're willing to violate law to keep pushing critical race theory. Thousands of teachers have pledged to continue teaching um, based on critical race theory, even if state law laws ban it, because the state laws are coming down one after another banning CRT. Contradicting those who claim nothing like that has ever been taught in schools. These people say, no, there's no CRT in schools. Well, here's thousands of these teachers saying, oh, I'm going to teach it even if it's against the law. Mm-hmm. The Zen Education Project. By the way, Zen, this leftist anti-American, writes all the history books in America. In America. Wow. Howard Zinn. Hmm. The Zen Education Project, named after the anti-American and factually challenged historian Howard Zinn, has collected signatures from more than 4,200 teachers who, quote-unquote, Pledge to teach the truth despite new state bills against it. So they're going to teach CRT, which they call the truth. Hmm. What's that say about Howard Zinn, who, who's, getting, who's having these people pledge to teach Marxism, and he is the guy that, re, that writes the history books in America. Wow. Okay, here's what the pledge says. A recent bill introduced in Missouri legislature exemplifies a rash of similar bills like uh, Texas, Idaho, Arkansas, West Virginia, three or four of us um, uh, ran anti-CRT bills in West Virginia and these other states that aim to prohibit teachers from teaching the truth about this country. uh, Truth, quote-unquote. It was founded on dispossession of Native Americans, slavery, structural racism, and oppression. That's critical race theory, Mm -hmm. folks. America bad. And structural racism is a defining characteristic of our society, or so on. That's the pledge. We, the undersigned, undersigned educators, refuse to lie to young people about U.S. history and current events, regardless of the law. So we're going to teach critical race theory, no matter what the law says. Now, uh, so here's the the, uh, the the list, and I'm showing it to uh, Pastor Leversy here, and... It has uh, 4,200 teachers from across wow. the country who have signed this pledge, 
And in the in the article, if you want to look it up, here are the article is here are the thousands of teachers who say they're willing to violate law to keep pushing CRT, Daily Wire. Uh, so every state, I think it's all fifty states. West Virginia has twenty two who signed. Hmm. So we hear, oh, there's no critical race theory being taught in West Virginia. Twenty two. Ohio, let's look up Ohio, our friends across the river, 103 in Ohio. The big states, California, 618, New York, 289, Washington State, up there on the left coast, 228. So there you go. Yeah. 4,200. They are committed to it. They're committed to it like it's uh, a martyrdom almost, like it's their faith, like they're just going to sell out to this. And that's how captivating this issue of of social justice has become in in our nation it has eclipsed uh reason it has eclipsed uh the truth that we were founded on and people are grabbing onto it with this this almost uh, uh passion that's that's I, i've not seen it in a long time it's a religion pastor. it really is uh, because it is it is um uh it's atheist when you're an atheist you you got to find a god somewhere mm-hmm. right so here's a god um, and critical race theory is the God. You've been mm-hmm. teaching on it Wednesday, on Wednesday. You started last, last Wednesday. Today's Wednesday. We're recording on Wednesday. Uh, so you, you'll have your second lesson tonight. But you, but you said uh, we were talking before we came on, and, and I mentioned this like 10-minute ten, ten segment that was especially uh, profound. The other part was, you know, I was asleep. <laughs> and, and so, but I happened to wake up. Right, you were woke. You I woke. I was woke. <laughs> but uh, it was very. The whole thing was very interesting. But there's this ten minutes, uh, like right in the middle of it. I even looked at my watch from seven twenty-five to seven thirty-five because I thought about putting pieces of it on the air. But I thought, well, why don't you just explain? You were talking about secret knowledge, mm-hmm. and that appeals to our fallen nature, sure. right? Yeah, and uh, so so just describe what it was sure. you're talking well, I about. I think it's born out of pride, you know, and that's really the the open door for most of the the sin that enters into our lives is this this heart of pride that we have in in our fallenness. In fact, it was even uh, part of the appeal that Eve had to take of that fruit when the devil came in and kind of mystically promised her this knowledge she would have if she just took it. How did he say fruit. it? What did he say? He said, your eyes will be open. You'll be woke, essentially. Mm. Uh, your eyes will be open. And that's the idea, I think, that we see underlying all of this philosophy in our world today is this idea of this wokeness. Your eyes will be open. Nobody else knows wow. what they're doing. That's they're, profound. They're blinded by their own uh, you know, archaic religions. They're blinded by you know, being trapped in systems that don't provide the education we can provide you. But if you'll come over to our side, if you'll let us teach you, if you'll let us, you know, pump you full of our philosophy, we'll wake you up. You'll see like we see. You'll have knowledge like we've been able to find knowledge. And this is scary, folks, because they're making up science on the spot now. It's not science. You know, we're going to go out, we're going to test hypotheses, and we're going to come up with true science. Their, their, their science is dictated by their agenda. And the Bible even refers to it as science falsely so-called. Mm-hmm. Where, where do you come up with science that, 
that takes into account philosophies like evolution, where, where you have no uh, beginning factor at all. It all just mm -hmm. happens from random circumstance, and yet we have these perfectly formed um, biological and and uh, geographical and you know um, spatial uh, creations. How does that happen? And matter that? matter pops into existence. How does out matter of nothing? just so that, so? This is that secret knowledge. This is that science falsely so called. Um, you know, this is the problem. And where do you come up with life? does not happen in the womb and 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 this is the new science that's mm. science falsely so called it's this secret kind of mystical knowledge uh where do you come up with these i mean off the wall things that we see in our culture today where men are not men and women are not women yeah. and there's this fluid gender instead of two sexes yeah this all comes from this secret knowledge that really at its root uh, tries to displace the knowledge of God in our hearts and in yeah. our lives. And, I, you know, that's one thing. They tease these these uh, hyper-intellectual, hyper-intelligent kids that come out of these schools with, uh, you know, the, the ACTs from 33 to 36, these Ivy League ACTs. Uh, and they bring them in. They say, look, you're special. You're smarter than the other people you're meant to. I think that's how they ruined mm. Hillary Clinton, Bill Clinton, and these others. They're told that they're, they're the elite and that they're meant to rule mm -hmm. over other people. Uh, we're going to get into, a, a uh, in the next segment, uh, an article on why they aren't. Yeah, We the people, folks. These elitist so-called, uh, 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 these woke elitist uh, so-called secret knowledge people that know more than everybody else are are blind. Mm -hmm. They're blind in their by their own pride and their own uh, love of self <laughs> you and try so to, on. You try to challenge them, and uh, on social media you have something pop up and say, "Well, actually, that's not true." And you know, here's the real story. I always correct their English. <laughs> if I can't, if I can't, <laughs> that's what you do. If you can't, if you can't. Uh, if you can't take them on intellectually, just uh, find something wrong in their English because their English is always bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> their grammar is always bad. Yeah. No. I mean, you don't have to. All you have to do is argue from truth, stick with a couple principles, and uh, don't be intimidated because everything that they have to say is based on lies. Yeah. These evolutionists that sound so uh, intellectual and smart. Uh, okay, you, you you just named some some great examples that, that there are there are no human beings that are transitioning from no. from uh, one one type of uh, a body to another. We're not uh, evolving no. in it. No, every 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 species, mankind, animal kind is the finished product. Yeah, and they're created male and female. And, and that's the All thing, too. You don't have anybody transitioning from one sex to the other. You have man inserting himself with an agenda to physically make changes, even though biologically those changes can't take place. And they call it science. And it's just ridiculous. It is. Teacher who told students to pledge, uh, to pledge their allegiance to a gay pride flag has been removed from the classroom. So we got a couple victories here. You may have seen this video. This gal... Who got on? Uh, got in front of a video. Kristen Pitson. She's from California. Also, uh, she posted a video on TikTok where she revealed that she removed the American flag from her classroom in Orange County because it made her feel "quote unquote" uncomfortable. Pitson has been placed on administrative leave. I believe they got rid of her. We are aware that one of our teachers posted a video on their personal social media. On this me uh, social media, she 
said it's 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 disgusting. She just she's mocking uh, the parents basically, wow. uh, and and just just. Uh, all giddy and cute about how she's indoctrinating these kids to pledge to the LGBT flag. She took the American flag down and she's gone. G O N E. Thank well, you, good. Lord. Now, uh, so so uh, parents are rising up. Yeah. Here's another one. You may have seen uh, this one. This is uh, a Todd Starnes article. Victory. Schools say they will fire pro Antifa teacher. A pro-Antifa teacher at Endurkin High School in Sacramento. All these come from California. I mean, are you kidding? He was captured on an undercover video saying he wanted to turn his students into revolutionaries. He said, I have, uh, this is just stunning. I have 180 days to turn them into revolutionaries, scare the blank out of them, Advanced Placement Government teacher Gabriel Geip said in an undercover video filmed by who? Project Veritas. Mm-hmm. They are yeah. a national treasure. That yeah. dude is, what's his name? I forget his name. Uh, the, 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 the things he does. He, he somehow got somebody who was very brave themselves, mm-hmm. put a camera on, got this guy to go to lunch and start yakking. They'll start yakking because they're all proud yeah. about what they've done and who they are. Um, and uh, so this pro-Antifa teacher, he has an Antifa flag on his wall at school. Wow. He has a, a, fl- a poster of Mao Zedong, Mao Zedong, the leader of, wow. of uh, China who killed more people than even Stalin, way more than Hitler, even more than Stalin. This guy was a bloody murderer. And he has a flag of Mao Zedong and the Antifa flag. And parents went insane. Yeah. They showed up. Good. That's what's happening. Parents are starting to show up at these boards of education. How did this teacher go day after day with these posters on his wall? Are you telling me the principal didn't know? Yeah. Are you telling me the board of education didn't know? And uh, who took him down? Project Veritas. He said, uh, this guy, the teacher said, I'm probably as far left as you can go. Like, why aren't people just taking up arms? Like, why can't we, you know, take up arms up against the state? Hundreds of angry and horrified parents turned out at the school board meeting in Sacramento. There's video of it. They're incensed, and they should be. Demanding Mr. Geip be thrown out of the school. He was captured on undercover video. The uh, school district said such behavior is unacceptable, and the teacher will be dismissed. And he was. Wow. Well, so good. two victories there. Yeah. You know who rose up? The parents. Yeah. Dads, too, especially dads. Man, dads got to start taking the lead. These uh, mama bears are phenomenal, though. Yeah. Man, they get uh, – they just go my, – my my wife is like that. She is like <laughs> – she's a little Italian, about 5'2". Oh, yeah. Don't get in her way. She's, she's be, I'm so proud of her. She's become a patriot uh, to the nth degree, man. Wow. And uh, when you have a patriot who loves Jesus mm-hmm. – um, uh, they're just they they and there's a lot of them. I, I run into them more and more uh, in in the political realm because they're, we're of like faith, mm-hmm. like mind, and we run into the same causes. And these little mama bears, um, uh, they're just they're just they they just steal your heart because there's they're just so they're so passionate yeah. and committed. Um, and uh, but men are, men are rising up too, and men really need to rise up.
Oh, uh, okay. Are we done? Is that it for this segment? We got uh, the next segment. I want you to stay tuned, folks. Do not go away. We're going to talk about constitutional principles. Don't fall asleep on me. This will be very interesting. This is a great article. Christians, conservatives need to understand principle. Hmm. We can't. We can't argue all the time about why the science is bad and um, you know talking about the the vaccines and that type of thing and what well, you know we, th- that's all good stuff but but uh we have to talk about our 5th and 14th amendment right to life liberty and property that cannot be taken away from us without due process right. of law yeah that is the principle and we've got to start with that principle you're listening to the voice of truth radio show we'll be right back Welcome back to the Voice of Truth Radio Show. I'm your host, State Senator Mike Azinger, with my co-host, Pastor Brian Leversey, pastor of Fellowship Baptist Church in Vienna, from where we uh, broadcast. Hey, we're here in the bunker right now. We are in the bunker. This is the bunker. A nuclear blast (laughs) could not take us out of here. I I feel very safe. Yes, there you go. So, uh, U.S. Constitution doesn't... Listen, folks... U.S. Constitution. Did I break something on that? I think that, uh, that was cool. <laughs> I don't think that's even a sound effect we plan for. A, but. I need like a pulpit in your back. <laughs> U.S. Constitution doesn't permit forced COVID-19 vaccinations. Folks, listen up on this. Um, I, I hear all the time, everywhere I go, great, phenomenal, excellent arguments. And let's just bring in the context here. We're talking about... The vaccination, or the or the uh, the mask being forced on you, or the vaccine being forced on you, the Constitution does not permit forced COVID nineteen vaccinations. Why? Now, this there's some great points in here. Stay with me, okay? With the rise of the so-called Delta variant and full FDA approval of the Pfizer vaccine, and by the way, I've heard all three of these. And I don't know this one for sure, but I, all three of them came are uh, from. Uh, the line of uh, that started with uh, aborted cells, hmm. uh, aborted baby cells. I'm not sure which one, and I'm not sure if it's all three, but I've heard it's all three. Leftist authoritarians in academia and the media have increased calls for the forced vaccination of non-willing Americans under the penalty of criminal sanctions. This is America, folks. Did you hear what I just read? This is America. The media have increased calls. For forced vaccination of non-willing Americans and under the penalty of criminal sanctions. Not just the media. We're talking about uh, uh, private companies. Force and coercion. By the way, this is a story from the Washington Times. Timothy Snowball and uh, Shella Snowman. They're, they're cousins. <laughs> I, couldn't I tried to get through without making a stupid joke, but if you, you ask you my family, I can't do that. <laughs> Timothy Snowball and Sheila or Shella Alkibi, Alkabis. I never heard of either one of them, but they have a great article here. Force and coercion are inherent in the use of government power. Yeah. I'm going to say some phrases here out of this article that are profound, and I don't want to skip over them. Force, listen, folks, force and coercion are inherent in the use of government power, period, okay? And we should be skeptical even under the most normal of circumstances, but there's nothing normal about what the, what's going on here. So let's skip down here. Uh, rather than confront the complexity and nuance of proposed 
mandated COVID-19 vaccinations head on. The talking heads appear more interested in working backward to justify their personal ideological preferences. All right, so four critical errors in this approach. First, forced vaccinators fundamentally mistake the political theory and foundational principles undergirding the American Republic. Forced vaccinators fundamentally mistake the political theory and foundational principles that undergird our, undergird our, our uh, republic. Our system is founded on, listen to this, folks, our system, the constitutional republic that we live in, our system is founded on a presumption of individual liberty. Yep. That's a profound phrase there, folks. Yep. We have... When you are arrested for something, you have a presumption of innocence. If you're an American citizen, you have a presumption of individual liberty. Yep. Rather than on freewheeling government action held to uh, to be uh, legitimate unless prohibited, um, so on. All right, so now, as described in the Declaration of Independence and confirmed by subsequent history, all political power resides with the people. That's you. All political power. We the people. That's where the government comes from. That's where power comes from. We the people. The preamble to the Constitution. Governments, whether national, state, or local, have no inherent authority outside of what they are granted by the people. That's where their power comes from, folks. Okay, our rights don't come from the state. Our rights come from God. Mm-hmm. We have natural rights to liberty that comes from God. Rather than a license to do whatever it deems in the best interest of the people, the single most important element of federal government authority is the protection of individual rights. Yep. The protection of individual rights. So that's the first one. Number two. Forced vaccinators conflate key concepts of federalism. Federalism, folks, you hear that term. Federalism does not mean uh, the study of the federal government or the rights of the federal government. Federalism means how the federal government and the state government, how that authority is divided. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's an awkward, bad word to use. I don't mean bad, it's bad but it's not, the, it's not a good word because it confuses people. But federalism, just remember that it's the federal and the state government and the division of power. Uh, So, federalism, under the Constitution, power is divided between the federal government and the states, okay? Now, the federal government has only the authority that the Tenth Amendment gives it. Mm -hmm. The ones that Tenth Amendment says the federal government has only the authority that the Constitution enumerates. Everything else goes to the states. Unlike the states, which possess a general, quote-unquote, police power to regulate in the interests of citizens, their, their uh, health, their safety, morals, the federal government is limited to, to, limited to specific and enumerated powers. So in other words, unless granted the specific powers to do something, the, the federal government is out of luck. So unless the federal government is granted the specific powers to do something, the federal government is out of luck. So they they can't just write in with mandates, in other words. They can't, and, and everyone worships the CDC. Folks, mm-hmm. the CDC is a bureaucracy. It is not in the Constitution. Yeah. The, the, the legislature has given authority to these bu- bureaucracies that they had no right to give. 
The Constitution says the legislature can't give away their powers. Mm-hmm. And they're giving legislative power to bureaucracies. They've done it for years. So everyone said, what did the CDC say? It doesn't matter what the CDC says, folks. we gotta, we got to resist that. All right, so number three, and speaking of those state-based police powers, forced vaccinations often, well, I'm going to stay out of that one. So in other words, unless granted the specific power to do something, the federal government's out of luck. Hmm. First, uh, first principle, presumption of individual liberty. Individual liberty, uh, we, we the people, we have the presumption of power. The power comes from the people. The only power the government has is the power that we give it. Yep. And that power is enumerated in the Constitution of the United States and the state constitutions. So, folks, um, you have got to start arguing against these forced vaccinations, etc. From the Constitution, you have a constitutional right, a natural right given from God, and you uh, cannot be forced to put something in your body you don't want to have put into your body. But you used a word there at the beginning of of the article, coercion, and we see coercion happening uh, violently today. I mean, people being threatened with their jobs, people being threatened with being ostracized from certain communities. This is coercion at its worst. And we've got to stop uh, just capitulating to this and and. We need to learn how to think principally again. And I think that's a thing we've lost in our culture. We're reactionary people. We react to if somebody gives us something good that we like, we react if somebody's going to take something away. And the problem is we no longer have conditioned our mind or our conversation to think principally, like guiding yourself through what we have in the Constitution, being able to read it, being able to understand it, being able to argue for your rights being able to understand how they've been given to us and how to exercise them. And we've lost that. If, I don't know if it's our education system that has has kind of remolded the way that we think, but we don't have any real critical thinking abilities anymore today. We just kind of do what we're told. And if they're going to take something away from us and we try to find a way to do do what is in our best interest, uh, we just don't think principally anymore. And it's, I think that's a dangerous position to be in. It is. Uh, and, and one of the things... And, uh, and, and a lot of these arguments on science are very important, and I'm, I don't want to downplay them. But uh, but that doesn't speak to our rights in the Constitution, right? It, it's 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 my word against yours, yeah. right? There's I'm no, not a scientist. I can't break down the molecular structure of a vaccine and tell you if it's going to harm you, if it's going to benefit you, or if you need it or you don't need it. I think everybody can try to do their own research and make their own decisions about what they put in their body. But the thing is, you have the right to do what you want. Yes, if that's you, the thing. You've got to argue. You've got to argue from first principles. Yes, first principles are are that you have life, liberty, and property. And those, those rights are natural rights that come from God. God gave them to you. They're inalienable, meaning they, they come from God and they can't be transferred. Yep. You can't take them away unless you do something to forfeit them, like commit a crime or whatever. All right, so um, I'm going to bring up uh, one quick thing, just, and then we're going to go to a break, come back with our etiquette segment. But uh, ask for COVID vaccine proof, then you face a $5,000 fine in Florida. <laughs> if you ask in Florida, so no passports going on there. DeSantis the is the man down there. That's why people love this guy. So it, they passed a law. If you ask, if you ask for a COVID vaccine proof, you can face a five thousand dollar fine. By the way, I was going to bring this story uh, 
up to date, but uh, I couldn't figure out how to print the stupid thing off. <laughs> but they're they're making clothing now. Uh, I forget what it's called. I have that website on my phone, but it it has uh, it's called Vax clothing or something like that. But it has a little place on the shirts or whatever piece of clothing for your vaccine card. Oh man! Built into the shirt. This wow. is becoming part of the part of the style now you see you see on tv uh commercials for masks that are can we just say that that's creepy it's it is very it's very creepy it's part of the it's just part of the zeitgeist it's part of the of 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 our our lives now weren't there people back in the day that wore shirts with stars on it or something like that yeah i think there was all right we're going to do etiquette next don't go away you're listening to the voice of truth radio be right back Welcome back to the Voice of Truth Radio Show. I'm your host, State Senator Mike Azinger, with Pastor Brian Leversey. We're going to do our famous... <laughs> His <laughs> microphone just exploded on him, folks. It was pretty awesome to watch. The microphone just fell. I'm just going to hold it. Ah, I did it! Thank wow. You. Thank you very much. Hey, That's professionalism. That is pro- did, did I you miss a beat? You didn't break a sweat on that. Yeah, I did break a sweat. I'm here sweating because this thing's like, it's like 150 degrees in here. I wasn't going to say anything, but you brought <laughs> All right, so this mic has got a button right where I like to put my hand on it, and it fell on my lap. That's my second complaint. I've complained two times. Okay, Once right, a month's a temperature. And all right, here we go. So we are doing Etiquette. The Art of Manliness is the book this comes from. Brett and Kate McKay, I looked them up. They're a young couple, and they just uh, do this. Uh, they've got... They've created like a business out of this. It's really caught on. It shows you the hunger hmm. in America. So my boy came home and was reading uh, reading this for hours over the Labor Day weekend. So last week we did uh, five through ten, and this is um, we could we could stay in this book for years. We'll go in and out of it, you know, as we find other lists and then come back and uh, table manners for gentlemen. All right. So last week we did. Uh, number six, keep your elbows off the table. Always, uh, number seven, always say please when requesting a dish. Number eight, among good friends and family, it's okay to re- request a taste of another's entree. You, uh, uh, I pass. recall. Pass <laughs> on that. Pass. <laughs> you were a negative on that one. <laughs> number nine, when eating rolls or bread, put a pat of butter on your roll plate and pass the butter on. You understand that? I did. It's a lot of instructions, but I I follow it. Then that's only part of it. I'm not going to read the rest. I'm too tired. Do not eat too fast. Man, I eat Ah, fast. That's rough. My my dad's a fast eater, and he always blamed the Marines. He was in the Marines. They they got to eat fast. That's a different reason. I want to never have a moment that I'm not tasting food. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> as soon as it's gone, I want another bite. Of course, you've never been a, week, a day yeah, in your life. Yeah. So. All right, number 11, never chew with your mouth open. Yeah, that's gross. It's disgusting. It really is. <laughs> I mean, come on, folks. I mean, I like seafood, but not that kind of seafood. That They, they put that. Finally, yeah. the seafood diet joke is only appropriate for five years. <laughs> I did the, uh, 
<laughs> on cue. Yeah. I did the seafood joke down uh, in session last year, and I didn't get a laugh. So yeah. uh, that, that's a rebuke to me. Number 12, if you have a mustache or beard, be sure to avoid getting food lodged in your hairy masterpiece. I thought that was the whole purpose is save some for later. Oh, that's just really bad if you uh, – yeah, you got to <laughs> – really be extra number 13 if dining at a friend's home and you find a hair in the food quietly and inconspicuously remove it continue eating no yeah you I got cannot, to no no you cannot ah, no, no that's no, you cannot bring that no to no are you kidding you no <laughs> you will never be invited back if said situation <laughs> happens at a restaurant you can let the waiter know so oh, okay. if you go to somebody's house and you find a hair in the food just Leave the house and go to a restaurant and yes, complain to Yes, a that's what I'm doing. I'm taking my soup with me, and I'm yeah. going to go complain at the <laughs> there restaurant. There you go. Um, if you wish, number 14, if you wish to consume the last item or portion of a dish, ask your fellow diners if anyone would like some before you polish it yes. off. So I there's know. one piece of pie left or one scoop of t- I'm potatoes. awesome at this. Like the, you are. I, I love these like scallop potatoes that my my wife makes, they they're so good. They got the cheese crusted yeah, on the top of them or whatever. Yeah, and I will leave one third of a of a half of a quarter of a potato <laughs> in the bowl and take everything else because I don't want to be rude. I want to <laughs> yeah. leave something there. I got bad somebody. news for you. That's number fifteen. Don't be rude by you leaving a half of third of a quarter. <laughs> of a... Number fifteen. Do not bring up unappetizing stories at the table. Your story yeah. about breaking open your head in a skateboarding accident may slay them at the frat house, <laughs> but it will ruin the tomato soup yes, at dinner. It will. So no gross stories at the table, no. folks. That's yeah. a good one, too. All right. So we'll do another one next week. That's all good stuff. Yeah. What's the book again? The Art of Manliness. Brett and Kate McKay. It's good stuff. Good stuff. You're listening to the Voice of Truth radio show, folks. And you can podcast us at A Voice of Truth with Mike Azinger. We're on Thursdays at 5, Saturdays at 3. We had a great time today. Yeah. Hey, can you- I say one thing yes. before we go? Uh-huh. This Sunday at Fellowship Baptist Church. At 10 a.m., we have our First Responders Appreciation Day. Come mm-hmm. early. Uh, it's going to be an awesome day. We've got all the different departments coming out. We're uh, remembering the 20th anniversary of 9-11, and uh, it's going to be a wonderful time of showing appreciation to uh, our first responders. That I love well. this. I love that yeah. uh, we're doing that. So, uh, Lord willing, we'll have a great day and sunny. Yeah, there'll be we're- food for everyone. There'll be Kona Ice will be here. Huh? So it'll be yep. a hot day, and we'll have some Kona ice. Kona too. ice. Is that a preacher from Hawaii? <laughs> Kona ice. I think he's a, an evangelist. He's he? a rapper. <laughs> he's a rapper. <laughs> All right, that's going to wrap this up. We're out of here, folks. Have a great day. Come to, come to Fellowship Baptist on Sunday, especially if you're a first responder. Yeah, let us we let us honor you and love on you a little bit mm-hmm. and appreciate you, and uh, we will do that. Um, we'll do that here. So have a great day, folks. I will choose to live.